This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart, and you're listening to the Market Insights Market Pulse podcast. Let's join our expert in the United States. It's Trader Nick. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. And uh, it's good to be back with you. And plenty to talk about today. We were just talking off air about what we're going to cover over the next 20 minutes or so. A fascinating situation at the moment. You were talking about the US dollar. You said US dollar bearish question mark. What's in your thoughts? So, yeah, there was a big uh, interest this morning. Jerome Powell actually stepped up to speak, and it was a, a red folder on Forex Factory for anybody who uses that. A big red folder, and I looked over at it, and I said, oh, okay, let's let's tune in. And it was pretty much just a, a formal welcome to kind of a committee meeting. So nothing too much there, but tomorrow we should get a little bit more excitement on the Fed speak side of things. He is going to be answering questions, and anytime there's the opportunity for people to ask questions, usually questions about monetary policy obviously are going to creep up, trying to get any insights possible as to where the Fed may go next with what they want to do. Now, you mentioned there's a key phrase that the market has been juggling and and debating. Was uh, Jerome Powell dovish or hawkish last week? And I know it's last week, so isn't that old news? Well, yes, but the reason these speeches are so important this week and why everybody is on hold waiting for his commentary is To me, it's like, okay, he had what I would call less hawkish speak last week. And so when you have that less hawkish, which is a back off of, you know, inflation is a serious problem and we need to potentially rate hike further, when that narrative shifts to, you know, we don't want to break anything and, and, you know, we've done a lot and we think some of that is going to be a lagging effect and some of that is built into his conversation, if you hear that less hawkish sound, The reason this opportunity for Jerome Powell to speak again tomorrow is so important is the whole market's wondering, okay, now that the market has reacted to what you said last week, and now that we've had jobs numbers that came in cooler than expected, is the Fed sufficiently satisfied with what they've been seeing? Or is Jerome Powell going to look at the way the market reacted and say, hey, you know what, hold up, let's be careful here. Let's still stay on our higher for longer narrative uh, and let's not get carried away. So that's why when I put the US dollar with a bunch of question marks behind it, the question is, is that speech or that that conversation that he has tomorrow, the, the panel and the discussion that he has, is that going to confirm what we did see last week, which was this big dollar sell-off? Because I made the point to Craig when him and I spoke on Friday, we talked about just how important the hawkish narrative is to the strength of the US dollar right now. The US dollar, you take a look at it on a daily chart right now, I've got it pulled up. I know listeners, you obviously can't see what I'm seeing, but we're in a range bound market here, or we have been up until about Friday last week, we had this big drop out of the bed where the dollar just went from in just a few days up in the 107 range, all the way down to 105. It was a big drop. And the question now I think that the market is watching for is, as price has kind of worked its way back up a little bit, is there going to be kind of a pounding on the the drums that you know we're not done and the inflation is still a thing, or is there going to be a little bit of a uh, a confirmation to hey jobs are cool we're seeing signs that the economy is is cooling off the yields might have done some of the work for the Fed you put all these things together and that could shape up for what could be a bigger 
move lower in the dollar. Uh, and of course, this is uh, my opinion, but it does look to me like that could be kind of a, a change in the narrative here where we've seen this Fed that is unwavering against inflation. And now maybe they're going to step back and pause and and truly pause and say, well, let's hope we didn't just mess things up with all this rate hike stuff. And uh, if if the bulls get what they want, as I talked about, uh, you know, that's that's kind of my camp for for equities. If we get what we want, what we're going to see is a potentially uh, soft landing narrative where you get a cooling in the economy, but not a crash in the economy. Nobody wants the economy to crash, but that is what is up for debate is the Fed's work that they've done. Was it too much? It was a it was a record pace of rate hikes and uh, monetary tightening. What's that going to do to the markets? That's where the debate kind of turns, I think, going from here. It's not necessarily, are we going much higher? Because I don't think there's a huge advocacy for that. The question is, is what has been done going to cause uh, a, a bigger problem going forward in the form of huge economic slowdown? Or can we uh, kind of land this thing in a in a soft way, which is, of course, not a crash in the economy, but also a cooling in inflation in, in that area. And you mentioned a number of factors there as to why the US dollar is in bearish territory, the jobs numbers and so on. But also added to that, take the fall in the oil price at the moment, which is quite astonishing when you consider just, what, two or three weeks ago, we were talking about oil surpassing the $100 mark. And now it's um, just around the 80. And there are a number of reasons for that as well. There's an abundance of the stuff in the United States. Looks like there's a cooling in the global economy. China as well as a factor, which is the most important one for you? Yeah, absolutely. And I think when we have Craig here to discuss these things from an analyst perspective, he gives us kind of all encompassing answers. And he, he is incredibly knowledgeable on this stuff. As I've said in the past, oil is not necessarily like my absolute area of expertise. And I, and I like to say that because, um, you know, you might say, well, then, then what are you doing on the podcast? But what I'm trying to say with that is the idea is I look at oil in reference to the markets that I'm more focused on. I think investors, traders, anybody who's listening, obviously you have your areas of interest and you can't possibly know everything about everything. Um, my point with saying that is that oil cooling here, oil down, for whatever reason, you could get into to some of the, the drivers here, which there's some obvious ones. Of course, uh, on the supply side, uh, the U.S. creating more, producing more oil, that's, of course, one side of things. And then you quoted there a really important factor, the driver of economic slowdown globally. Now, as I mentioned, I'm not necessarily saying an absolute crash, because just, just to be very clear, if there was a true economic global recession that took place, oil would be nowhere near 80. Oil would be so much lower than where it currently sits. So I'm not necessarily thinking that oil uh, is going to, to fall off a cliff based on what I've, I've said previously and given my opinions on that. I think that when it comes to oil, you look at the the idea that, okay, it is probably fair to expect uh, all the economic indicators giving us a sign of some global slowdown. Whether that's bigger or not, that's where the debate is, like I said. But in terms of a slowdown, that's going to cause the demand side of things to be a little bit hurt. You take a look on the supply side of things, however, uh, you still have Saudi Arabia and Russia wanting to kind of be on that uh, side of, of limiting supply, so on and so forth. And then on the US, we have some production. So that's what I would say about oil generally. 
On the other side though, I mentioned how it's not necessarily the market that I am personally most focused on. However, the impacts of oil do ricochet into many other areas of the market. So obviously I'm very focused on looking at the US dollar and looking at the US equities markets. When we talk about the oil market being down to, I'm looking at US oil right now, it's at 76, uh, of course, UK oil Brent crude is gonna be a little different right now, but both are down. And, and that downwards pressure helps on the inflation story that we just discussed about. Because the idea of lower energy prices, now of course, if you look at core, you might say, well, core CPI is what they care about. That's not necessarily gonna be impacted. I would say not immediately, but it is pretty well known that energy prices will trickle into the core CPI readings that we get. Speaking of CPI, I know this is kind of longer term looking out, but next week we do have CPI numbers, and that is probably where the market will start to shape up and, and pay close attention to as we enter next week. If we did get cooling CPI on top of the, the weaker jobs numbers, um, you have something there which which could be bigger than... So I guess the CPI, people are probably looking for it to be another confirmation signal similar to Jerome Powell's speak tomorrow. And one of the reasons we saw that hike in the oil price in October was, of course, the events in the Middle East, the geopolitical situation. It now looks, dare I say it, as if this conflict is not going to widen. And that's maybe another reason why oil is, has come down, apart from the other factors that you mentioned. Yes. And that's a really tough one to try and uh, predict, right? At the end of the day, we don't know exactly what is or is not going to happen in that conflict, um, especially, you know, I'm not I'm not there and I'm not, you know, finger on the pulse to see, you know, where the war escalations could happen or not. But to your point, initially, the idea of possible escalation, possible, um, you know, other countries in getting involved in that situation definitely was a driver for oil's price. And I, I think that as time rolls on, maybe markets are thinking, okay, probably not going to have uh, participation from other countries, at least for now. And you combine that with perhaps slowing demand on the on the demand side, right, for oil, because as always, when we talk oil, it's supply and it's demand and looking at both are important. Um, the war potential escalation, that's on the supply side. And if that fear from global market. I mean, we're, we're on a 24-hour news cycle. We know this, right? People, it's it's news one day and then they're on to the next thing. And it's a weird world that we live in for that reason. Um, but in terms of the the demand side, I think people are really focusing on uh, just, the, just the economic slowdown indicators that we're seeing. So because I think, you know, from just a, from a, a kind of a general standpoint, I think investors might be thinking, Okay, we can see the economic figures. That's something we can see and we can understand a little bit more tangibly. But there's just a big question mark on the geopolitics side. Nobody really knows what's coming down the pipeline. And so um, I think maybe investors are kind of just leaning on what they feel they can understand a little bit better. And finally, what is happening with the gold price at the moment? Yeah, so gold, similar to oil, in some ways has that uh, that that potential uh, volatility due to geopolitics, right? We saw during that same window where oil saw a, a, a strong rise, gold actually even outpaced it. We saw a huge rally on gold from uh, near 1810 all the way up to 2010 in, in a really, really short period of time. 
one month, I mean, that's that's approximately, I've got the numbers here pulled up, that's approximately like a 10% gain on the price of gold from the lows to the highs. So quite the move there. Uh, it has given back some of that. And for the what seems to be the geopolitic uh, political side of things has not created any new, I guess, uh, market capturing focus. That's not to in any way diminish, of course, how serious and terrible that situation is. But markets, as I mentioned, there's on such a news cycle, they, they really only shift their focus when something blatantly obvious hits the headlines everywhere. And so when it comes to gold right now, uh, if you take a look at the, the price action, I'm looking at a daily chart. And what you can see here is that we've got what seems to be a bit of a head and shoulders pattern forming. You had an attempt to go higher to get back up into those 2000 marks, but it seems like the market right now is rejecting that 2000 area. There's a clear psychological level of resistance there. I will say, as I mentioned, you know, in terms of the dollar side of things where that story could be turning into a new direction, if that dollar truly does stay weak for a little while, Gold could find its way back up into the 2000s, especially if the Fed is set to truly be done and that becomes more common uh, place and, and that expectation is, is out the window from further rate hikes or anything like that. Gold could see a return to test the highs. It's also weird to me that in terms of, you know, the last time we, we had gold hit its all-time high, we've talked about this on the podcast, we saw bank crises before, we saw the Russian invasion of Ukraine, and with this recent, of course, uh, conflict in the Middle East, there is that at the back side of things at, the, at any time that could very, very rapidly, again, 10% in one month is a huge move for gold, and so is another move like that coming for gold? No one's to say, but it's definitely potentially on the horizon at any time. So I think you combine a, what I think to be a, a potentially weakening dollar, losing that that hawkish tone, you combine that with, with, with again, geopolitic, uh, geopolitical fears that are in the world right now. Gold uh, is, a, is a, uh, of course, trading lower right now, but at any point, like I said, could have that run. So I think investors definitely should be aware of that hidden upside if any sort of escalation were to occur. So that would be gold right now. Very interesting. Trader Nick in the United States, thanks very much for joining us today. Thanks, Johnny. Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda.